0: Welcome back to Olympic Size, the unofficial, unlicensed, unaffiliated with the IOC true history of the Olympics, and I am your host Bridget Natalie, and with me, as ever, is my lovely co-host.
1: I'm I'm a bad kid. I'm sitting in time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your name, Sarah? Right. Sorry. And special guest.
2: Uh, Frank Costello. Great to be back. Thanks All for right. having me.
0: So, uh when we left off we had just finished up with uh James Sullivan doing his damnedest to start an international incident with uh the UK, with uh, a Hawaiian in chains at his victory parade after uh London. And so now we're starting uh Stockholm. Yeah. nineteen twelve.
2: I, I would call his efforts a mild success on yeah, the international. Yeah, it, it was uh
0: it was pretty bad. Like <laughs> he wasn't that big of a jerk. And it was also pre World War One when we'll we'll talk a little bit about what you're saying is
2: it he he caused world war one with this lion i
0: mean it it didn't
2: not the chronology works out
0: yeah yeah he was around it happened before yeah so it was was uh which i can't get over like doing this research thinking about rasputin was just like chilling in moscow during this it's just so weird to me because he seems like such a medieval figure
1: what if what if rasputin was in the olympics
0: there were Russians, but he didn't go. But
1: what if? But what if he was? What sport would he play?
0: Uh, probably basketball. <laughs> oh sh! I was
2: the
1: most gonna, upsetting
0: thing to I was gonna, hear. I
1: was gonna, I was gonna, gonna say sorry. swimming. Oh god, oh, I'm no. sorry that, that that was very viscerally upsetting to me <laughs> to imagine Rasputin in basketball shorts. So thank you for that.
0: <laughs> I, was I was trying to... to get
1: you, and you got me. So.
0: It's <laughs> like a judo. I turned it back on you. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready,
1: and it wasn't okay.
0: <laughs> I could have said volleyball.
1: That wasn't. That wouldn't have been as upsetting. I don't know why. It's the idea of Rasputin <laughs> in basketball shorts that I find upsetting. Anyway, so what did they even play basketball in back in the day?
0: Mm, shorter shorts mostly.
1: Yeah, but like when it when mm. it was invented, it's
0: probably cotton. Like the out what the material? What are you asking? Maybe were, like
1: uh, when was basketball invented? It was uh, fairly before recently, now, we right? Had, we had
0: the Buffalo German YMCA oh, team. Oh yeah, yeah, what were they wearing? They were John Purse. No, they wore shorts and like.
2: I'm googling. I'm sorry. I believe they were all wearing the uh, weightlifting outfits from the other track and field event. <laughs> so, are you thinking tight. of
0: uh, my what a guy Lonston Ellis from 1896? Uh, the he was my heartthrob from then. I'm
2: Thinking of the guy who I believe is still our podcast mascot. Who is? Just, yeah, yeah, a big yeah, buff long yeah, with uh-huh. his
0: handlebar mustache. Yeah. yeah,
2: just like a whole team of them.
1: Oh yeah, it's just like it's just like upsetting V neck. Tank tops and, and short shorts. shorts, yeah, okay. high waisted
0: little shorts. Yeah,
1: that's upsetting to me. Yeah, I'm abs- I'm upset in state. a whole in a whole much more visceral way. There's a lot of beard oh, happening. A lot of beard
0: and the, the eyes. All right, anyway. this is what
1: I was picturing. These guys are in like <laughs> jod purse.
0: Yeah, what is that?
1: I don't know. What? They're play- They're a basketball team. Okay. They see their basketball.
0: Okay, so they are playing. Okay, anyway, I'm this sorry. is a great for a, uh, this this great. Such a <laughs> visual
1: medium. Love to bring visual aids to the podcast.
0: Okay, so why Sweden in 1912? The country has some interesting history with organized international sporting events similar to the Olympics, for one thing. You may have noticed that Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and Finland have all been well represented at these early games. And a big part of that is that the Scandinavian countries have a very long tradition of what they called the Nordic Games. These started with the pre-Christian Scandinavian countries. Every three years, they'd have a meeting of all the various kings and dukes and whatever to discuss Viking matters... I guess. Um, and before long, these triennial meetings began to include sporting events to keep their men occupied. Because they don't come with this big, like, retinue of Vikings who would just, like, hang out on this island.
2: So, hey, we brought three armies to this conference. And unless we want to have an accidental small war, <laughs> we have to distract them for three weeks.
0: These are called the... the there's a lot of umlauts and stuff. So, Bran... You Br- got this. Games, as they were held on Branagh Island... These games were open to the Viking-occupied lands as well, so they were international events. So, like, you know, when Ireland, like Dublin, was part of it, they could have gone, that sort of thing.
2: Bring in the Caber Toss event.
0: The, okay, so... Uh, the, t- the types of sports they had at these events included foot races, wrestling, various throwing events perhaps caper toss Her- we don't know hurling <laughs> hurling hurling things hurling isn't a throwing i know thing. it's not a throwing yeah, thing okay.
1: so i'm just sneaking it in there i'm getting one in
0: all right uh long jump high jump backwards jump
1: Ooh, we should <laughs> bring so that, that one back right? all the same thing <laughs> yeah it was it just falling over
0: <laughs> yeah it was jumping backwards uh archery tug of war and sea wrestling
1: Okay, no. I hope, you, I hope you have cleared the rest of the hour for...
0: <laughs> Talking about sea wrestling. What? what? I are, do not have an... Ex- they're are just they wrestling... fighting sharks? No, each other. They're wrestling w- each other in the sea.
1: I really want them to be fighting sharks. Okay,
0: they were wrestling sharks in the sea. I did no research on sea wrestling. Why the
1: hell would you read the word <laughs> sea wrestling and be like, that's it? I don't need to know anything else other than it, it exists.
0: We have a lot of words that I read here. As far as we know, these <sighs> events... We're all peaceful, as we have no record of any sort of conflict breaking out at them. They just
2: so either there was no conflict or there were no survivors. (laughs)
0: Pretty much, and because of the political importance of the meetings held on Brana, they were pretty well recorded. Okay, so they recorded them. Oh, so we
2: have lots of records.
0: The games most these games most likely grew out of the Viking games, which were various sports the Vikings would participate in during the off season from raiding to keep in good physical condition. Uh, Also, because it's fun. In addition to the sorts of games they played at the... I don't know why I just kept saying, writing these words. Branner Games. They also competed in endurance swimming, ice skating, cross-country skiing, and a ball game called Nat Leaker.
1: Um, (laughs) Mm, I have have a small update to add. Yeah? In that I tried to look up sea wrestling to learn more about it, and I did not learn anything else about sea wrestling, but I have discovered that in the 60s, octopus wrestling was a thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And they were fighting octopi in the sea. I think so.
0: they talked about that on an episode of The Dollop. Oh, my God. I can't remember which All one, right. though. I can't
1: remember which one that is, because I'm now fascinated and want to well, know more. I'm glad that man is fighting sea creatures, because I, I they are our greatest threat.
0: talking about somebody doing octopus wrestling, but I'll have to look that up. And then I'll tweet it, so if you, listen, if you follow our Twitter <laughs> account...
2: Or Instagram. Like, share, subscribe.
0: We don't have an Instagram.
1: There is apparently no other information about sea wrestling in the okay. world, though. All right. it, so,
0: it so it wasn't I, my poor research. I'm
2: very sad about it. I sense a lucrative opportunity here.
0: We're talking about Netleaker now. Um. We don't have any surviving rules. <laughs> Let's oh, this out. conversation <laughs> was and, So we're back to sea wrestling, yeah. then. <laughs> but we do know that injuries were common during these games, so it appears to have been fairly violent. Was it played with hammers? I don't know, but this is how they played tug-of-war. Uh, the the rope was set on fire, and the loser would get burned with it.
2: (laughs) How did the winner avoid getting burned with the rope?
0: Because the, the, I don't know. (laughs) Who 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 was in charge of this? The Vikings. Uh, fencing was first blood to the ground, which means whoever dripped blood on the ground first lost. Or when the opponent was flat-out incapacitated. A common tactic was to aim for your opponent's legs with the intention of cutting one of them off.
2: I mean, that would put blood on the ground real quick. He will
0: win.
1: He's not going
2: to get you back.
0: Closer to when they hosted the game, so we're fast-forwarding quite a bit, Sweden lost a war with Russia in 1809. Russia now claimed a large part of their territory, most of which is now Finland. After this defeat, Sweden had a reawakening of nationalistic feelings, and part of that included a resurgence of organized sports. Chief among them was gymnastics, a movement led by Per Henrik Ling, whose life's work was to strengthen the will, energy, health, and vitality of the Swedish people using gymnastics. He had four types of gymnastics in his system military gymnastics, pedagogical gymnastics, aesthetic gymnastics, and medical gymnastics, also known as physiotherapy. Mm. Okay, military so,
2: gymnastics. M- Paramilitary <laughs> gymnastics. <laughs> military gymnastics. <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I, I can't. I'm sorry. It's first I'm,
2: blood to the ground.
1: <laughs> I, I'm picturing a guy doing the rings and like, but he's got a little jacket on with his little medals pinned to it. That's what it was. I'm not
0: really sure. That's I know what that
1: it was. She can't tell me it wasn't.
0: Pedagogical gymnastics. I think was mostly like kids because that's like educational pedagogical. And then aesthetic gymnastics like was the only one that women competed in. I thought I wrote down the
1: different things, but... ribbon dancing is an art.
0: How so, dare you?
1: No, I okay. love ribbon dancing. Are you kidding me? That's what I watch when I watch the Olympics. It's like dressage for people.
0: That's why she likes it.
1: What what like what what, what are you trying to say? Curling is also like dressage for people. No, it is Curling not is at all. Green. It's yeah, not this, even close. It's very right. aesthetic.
0: After Ling, Gustav Johann Schartau founded Den Ol the Olympic Society in do we 1833 have any, do we have
2: any listeners in these countries to I apologize d- to? I hope not nah. and in
0: 1834 he organized the first Olimpiska Olympic contests at the racetrack in Helsingborg they had gymnastics, running, wrestling and climbing a 10 meter high soaped mast yes so uh, seven athletes participated in gymnastics with Ernst Lindo and Ernst Linda won the competition. the prize for which was a gold ring. 20 runners complete, compete in a foot race. The quality, don't ask me how long any okay no I do have the translations. All right the qualifying races were 400 l's or 238 meters long and the final was 850 ls or 505 meters. Olaf Janssen, a blacksmith, won and earned the prize of a gold ring. In second place was Olaf Olsen, a fiddler. Nils Lamberg earned a silver cup for winning the wrestling competition. Seven wrestlers competed in that. For the soaped mast, they put the prize for the competition. At the top of the mast? On top of the mast. Whoever grabbed it first won. The fourth competitor, Haken... Isaacson, a stableman, won that. So they had, like, more so people they lined took up.
2: turns to... Yeah, yeah. and whoever was that the That seems a little unfair yeah. to the people behind him, but... Yeah.
0: The competitions all went pretty well. What did not go well was the rest of the planning. Namely, the huge number of unruly spectators who did things like break through roped-off areas. Due to the unexpectedly high turnout, a lot couldn't even see the competitions.
2: Watching a sporting event, uh, generally the precedent is first blood to the ground. <laughs>
1: What I if it's spectator be- blood?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, whose blood does it have to be? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they held another Olympiska Schafflinger in 1836 with all the same events plus literary contest where all the entrants wrote on the same subject the ancient Olympic Games as compared to the medieval tournaments and the benefits of the revival of fighting games in present times. Was
1: was the was the literary contest also first
2: blood to the ground?
0: Yes. We don't know who won <laughs> first that. First blood to
2: the ground with a paper cut. No, that's... <laughs> Horrifying.
0: <laughs> we don't know who won that or any of the other events in 1836 because there were no records that survived. Oh, wait, no. Um, there were no records <laughs> yeah. of that. There are records, however, of how, again, they were completely unprepared to deal with the huge turnout and had a lot of the same problems. There weren't any more Olympiska Teflingers after 1836.
2: What if the records we have of that event where it went awry and unprepared are, in fact, the winning entry of the literary competition... About the games.
1: Interesting. How
2: would we know the difference? Yeah. We got a canicle for a Lebo situation going on here.
1: Also, also was the literary contest a spectator sport?
0: Yes. All of this. No, I have no
1: idea. Oh, I really <laughs> want it to be. You and have I'm the like. Oh, look on oh, your face.
0: You thought I was. No, serious. I was like
1: ready for you to tell me about the best thing that has ever happened, which is they just put We're a bunch of sweaty old men in a pit in the ground and made people watch them write and drink whiskey. That sounds incredible. I would go to that.
0: No. Um, <laughs> that was not what it was. I think they just submit it, and then it's juried, and then they decide that they have, like, an award it. What if it was, was, like, NaNoWriMo,
1: but, like, you made people sit there <laughs> the whole month. Oh, God. And you can go watch them in their little room.
0: So, ten years later, Chartow tried again. This time, he worked with Newt Eric Vene... Oh, God. This is, like, two umlauts in a row. Herkenberg, who was a well-known organizer of festivities. In 1843, in Stockholm, they call they held what they called I don't know what this was in Swedish, but in English, it's popular entertainment and Olympic Games. Events included music, wrestling, and boxing, oh, climbing. Yeah, uh, climbing a soaped mast, running uh, racing, running, and various amusement events such as sack races. Most of these events never <laughs> happened. It's unclear how many spectators arrived, but it was somewhere between 8,000 and 25,000. Again. Way more than they prepared for. Barriers were torn down, along with the ropes marking the lanes for the foot races. Spectators swarmed all over the venue. We know for sure the running and racing events didn't happen, and it's unclear what happened to the boxing and wrestling events. The orchestra tried to play over the noise, but gave up.
2: When you said that they had experience with games leading up to the Olympics, (laughs) I expected this to be more like they were so well-prepared... They had all of the ducks in a row. The picture you're painting now is more like, who let these people have an Olympic Games? Like, did something change between the last anecdote and when they had the Olympics yeah, I mean, that turned it, things that around? That was like
0: 1846, and we're going to 1912, so
2: oh. we got a while. Oh, 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 I thought we were within like 10 years of... No. A
0: generation away. Well, it was like, was well, like, like A generation. six years. 60 years. A, the, generation. Th- a generation. The three events that actually happened were all amusement events. The sack race went off without a hitch, along with the contest to catch a shaved and oiled sow that had been set loose. (laughs) But the soaked mast climb ended in chaos. Did the pig
2: go up the mast?
0: No. This time the prize was a silver cup, and again it was placed on top of the mast. A 14-year-old boy was the first to catch it, or reach it, but as soon as he got back to the ground, it was stolen out of his hands by a thief. So they improvised a new event called To Catch a Thief, and once the cup was recovered, it was returned to the rightful winner. According to one newspaper, I cannot tell much about the Olympic Games as I only saw the Olympic mast climbing and the Olympic sow. After seeing these, I must say that the most Olympic of all were the roars of laughter coming from the bottom of the hearts of the spectators when a climber who had failed crestfallen began to slip down. There were no more Olympic Games like this in Stockholm. The sports movement in Sweden started even before these events. The oldest sports club in Sweden is the Uppsala Swimming Society, founded in 1796. It is still around and is one of the oldest sports clubs in the world. Other swimming clubs were founded starting in the 1820s with the focus of promoting the art of swimming instead of competitive swimming. Uh, In the 1830s, other sports began forming clubs in Sweden, such as sailing, rowing, gymnastics, and so on. In the 1880s, Viktor Balk, the, quote, father of Swedish sports, really captured the sporting spirit in Sweden. From 1875 to 1883, he founded the Stockholm Gymnastics Club, the Stockholm Rowing Club, and the Stockholm Public Skating Club. Sorry, I have water. He organized the first track and field meet ever <coughs> held in Sweden in 1882. During this time, he also co-founded the Journal for Gymnastics and Newspaper for Sports and published a three-volume book titled Illustrated Book of Sports, which was a manual of different sports and games.
2: This person sounds way more capable of hosting an Olympics Yeah a post he, he okay. up thief.
0: Yeah. Uh, at the Congress on Physical Education at the World Exhibition in Paris in 1889, he was the team manager for a Swedish gymnastics troupe. It was here that he met Pierre de Coubertin. In contrast or teen, in contrast with de Cupertine's first meeting with our biggest villain so far, James Sullivan, Volk and de Cupertine hit it off immediately and were soon fast friends. He was one of the original 13 members of the IOC, all handpicked by de Cupertine, and as early as 1894 was suggesting Stockholm as a possible site for the games. Though not one of the first games. I think he wanted to make sure they had big enough <laughs> seats. There enough seats. It's like,
2: we want a few rounds so that we know how many to expect, so that we can vastly <laughs> underestimate that number by a factor of 10 or 3 or 30.
0: Throughout the end of the 1890s and into the early 1900s, Balk continued his work in founding and running even more sporting associations, most notably the Swedish Public Sports Association, SCIF, because Swedish, which had King Oscar II as a patron and the Crown Prince of Sweden as president. One of the tasks of the SCIF was to regularly conduct sports events with the character of national festivals. In 1901, they hosted the first of the Nordic Games. And in 1907, the IOC awarded the Olympic Cup to SCIF for their work. The Nordic Games were organized by Balk and Professor E. Johan Widmark. Or Vidmark, I don't know. Originally, the plan was to hold them every two years, switching between Sweden and the other Scandinavian countries. But Norway didn't want to participate as they were still trying to establish themselves as wholly independent from Sweden. Denmark didn't have as much winter sports as the other three, and Finland didn't think it would work if Norway wouldn't participate. So Sweden held the Nordic Games on their own every four years from 1901 to 1926.
2: We have our own Olympics!
0: Yeah, the years shifted to better fit in with the Olympics. They were like the opposite years. These Those is, are
2: the Winter Olympics.
0: Yeah. These essentially were the Winter Olympics. Ah. Though in addition to the expected skiing and skating events, they had fun things like curling.
2: I can't tell if she thinks she's being sarcastic, but curling is actually great. No, it's extremely fun. I know,
0: because you like curling, and I'm telling you, they played well, curling. But
1: you're saying it in a way that you're like, wow. We don't we... believe that you believe yeah. that curling is fun. Yeah. I,
0: all right. Skate sailing. Oh I'm just trying. Like, I don't want to get into, like, my opinions of this that you don't believe anyway. Skate sailing, ice hockey, and dog sledding.
2: Skate sailing, as in you have a sail and you are on skates? I,
0: I don't know if it's that or if you're on a boat on skates. Why come
1: there isn't still dog sledding?
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: there was. Because I want more animals in the Olympics.
0: They also. Well, they would also include sports that generally were better suited to warmer weather, like swimming and long distance horse races.
2: If Wait. you do the sea wrestling in the winter when it's frozen, it makes a lot more sense logistically. That's horrifying. I do think that all of the clotheslines would be much more painful than against like, the mat. Maybe that maybe that's what it was. It was just
1: swimming in the in a frozen lake, and they called it sea wrestling because at that point you're you're less swimming
2: and you're more fighting the sea itself. Yeah. That's also just regular swimming in the sea.
1: But it's like also cold. Yeah, that's. So, Think of it as you're hitting the ocean,
0: <laughs> and more esoteric sports like ski drawing behind reindeer, kick sledding, and polka dancing.
1: Okay, all of those need to come back.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: I I just want reindeer at the Olympics. Uh, I want
1: reindeer and polka dancing.
0: Where's <laughs>
2: so. see polka dancing reindeer? It's like dressage <laughs> for, for reindeer. Can we get Weird Al in there?
0: Uh, <laughs> the the Nordic Games were popular and better equipped to handle the spectators than earlier attempts, so they figured that part out. Uh, but died out once the olympics themselves started having winter games in 1926 or i don't think that's right i, I think i think we started having Olymp- a winter olympics earlier than that anyway balk
1: because we we've discussed some
0: yeah i want
1: to be totally clear about this and that's because the only countries that really participate are the nordic ones yes
0: yeah. and balk died in 1928
1: <laughs> it's like you get canada and russia in there but that's pretty much that's yeah. the extent of it
0: as for the Swedish participation in the Olympics, they didn't make it to 1896, but were re- well represented in 1900 in Paris. If you remember, Swedish marathoner Ernst er, Ernest Fast won the bronze that year. They skipped St. Louis as it wasn't worth the trip, and had a big presence in the 1906 intercalated games in 1908 in a tradition
2: London. Tradition of St. Louis that continues to this day. <laughs> I wish, I
1: wish we could have skipped St. Louis.
0: That was a, that was were like that was like three episodes. Uh,
1: uh, I didn't know that was an option.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, at London, they sent a team of 165 men and three women, and came in third in the medal race behind the U.S. and Great Britain. Oh, U.S. and Great Britain. This is the thing. My program always, when I type like things like U.S. and it's like U period S period, they think it's the end of a sentence, and then the next letter.
2: Oh yeah, autocorrect.
0: Yeah, I don't know why... It, it's such an odd autocorrect. You know,
1: technology is really hindering our ability to live in this day and age. Anyway, so she said
2: into a podcast mic. Mm-hmm.
0: The yeah, they came in third in the medal race behind the U.S. and Great Britain with eight gold, six silver, and eleven bronzes in eight sports. In London, Balk began to lobby for Stockholm to host, host the 1912 games. That's the, I think they just like decide like you know like we decide the Olympics now like 20 years in the future, they would be like so we're at. The, we need to figure out well the, the last time be. they
2: tried to plan ahead the country like got rid of them yeah. right? they're like actually yeah. we don't even want these yeah so like, now they're just like fine we'll just do it at home he
0: was like oh turns out we have no money and an exploding volcano yeah. so we can't do it
1: also at this time you know like world war one like a lot of these countries just stopped existing and or shifted True. into something else well, i mean like, not by 1912
0: the the, the world war one didn't start yet
1: yeah, no, but okay. I know, but just, I'm just saying for a reason, post this, that they may have waited.
0: Speaking of World War One, another the other big contender to host 1912 Games were the Germans. In 1909, the IOC session was held in Berlin, which was a tactical move as the Germans hoped the committee would be impressed by the city. But they hit a snag when General Count Egbert von Asselberg, president of the German committee for the Olympic Games, Drafos, died at the end of March.
1: Eat a bad pretzel?
0: I guess. The IOC session was held in May, and the Germans had not yet found anybody else to head Drafos, so they uh, withdrew their bid. Stockholm was the only candidate remaining, so they won. At the time, Stockholm was an up-and-coming city. The population had doubled since 1880 to 350,000, and while it had always been a trade and administrative center for the country, it now had developed into an industrial center as well. The IOC was concerned that Stockholm would ultimately prove unprepared, as they'd have to change lo- and they'd have to change locations at, at the last minute, as they had in 1904 and 1908.
2: But they should be so good at it by now. Why even worry?
0: But the Swedish representatives were well prepared to put those fears to rest. This was all thanks to Victor Balk. not just for his huge contributions to sport in Sweden in general, but also on a personal level, his friendship with the Kuba team and his position in the IOC. He also had good contacts with the Swedish royal family and several government ministers. He was literally the only person who could make the Stockholm Olympics happen, and really the only person who could head a credible bid for them at all. De Kruberton had one main goal for the 1912 Games, and one main criticism of the 1908 Games that inspired this goal. They should be less expensive and have fewer sports. This is a problem that plagues the Games to this day, so we can all guess how well they met this particular
2: goal. Very well. Yeah.
0: The first plan for how to lower the cost of the games was to limit the events to four sports, athletics, track and field. I feel like you
2: could start with four weeks yeah. uh, and then go down, yeah. however many sports you can fit in four weeks is fine, right? Just none of this four months nonsense.
0: So so there's four sports, athletics, gymnastics, swimming, and wrestling, but athletics is track and field. Do, do, so that's do. kind of like a lot of things.
2: I'm glad wrestling kept its place yeah. at the top spot
0: but as early as that berlin meeting they had added cycling fencing rowing and yachting the final program would include all of those plus equestrian fencing modern pentathlon soccer shooting tennis and water polo and an arts competition is equestrian fencing distinct from jousting No, those are two items in the list they're not oh <laughs> Equestrian fencing fencing would be baller. Valk uh, heroically succeeded in preventing boxing from being on the program by telling them that it was illegal in Sweden.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not texting my wife.
2: <laughs> what we'll you your post?
0: Uh, it, 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 it boxing actually was legal, but you need to get special permission from the police, which was hard to get. He also heroically tried but failed to get rid of cycling. He claimed that the roads in Stockholm were so bad that they couldn't possibly have races on them, which was not at all true. It's unclear why he was so opposed to cycling, but apparently he just didn't care for the sport. Had he not
2: been able to figure out the incredibly complicated rules of the cycling heats that we tried to go over <laughs> last time? I don't know. I can sympathize. Uh,
0: the IOC wanted him to include winter sports in the Olympics, but he refused on account of the 1913 Nordic Games, which were already scheduled. IOC member... Ineggio Brunetta de So of Italy suggested incorporating the Nordic Games into the Olympic Games. That didn't happen in 1912, but it did set the stage for what eventually would become the Winter Games. Some of the more fun local games that were included were both hands javelin throwing, both hands discus throwing, and both hands shot put. And this is where you threw like two javelins simultaneously is how that worked. This was born out of the Swedish philosophy of the harmonious development of the body. They believed that whatever you did with one arm, you should do with both, and so on. So these both hands throwing events, you would hold a javelin or discus or shot put in each hand and throw them simultaneously. I'm not really sure how that works with discus. Yeah, but you spin
2: the podcast. You can see you that spin. I'm gesturing with yeah. my hands. What if you how spin, to spin? You let
1: one go, and then you spin around, and you you let, let, the let the other, other one go. go it's
2: like a hole. this is how spectating becomes a first blood to the ground endeavor. <laughs> if you just launch discus, I'm just out. saying that should be the rule for every sport.
0: What's weird about this is that the IOC voted against including the both hand sports, the both hand throwing events in 1911 at the Budapest meeting, but the Swedish Olympic Committee included them as medal events anyway. After this. Uh, the ioc took steps to ensure that they had more power than the local olympic committee going forward
2: so just straight up it's like oh you said we can't do this but
0: we're, we're gonna, here yeah
2: we're just gonna get everyone two javelins and see what happens
0: yeah pretty much and then the ioc was like mm, we need to have more control over this no okay. how
2: can they have control the other side has all the javelins
0: <laughs> other than the program of events the main issue facing the swedish olympic committee was a question of a main stadium Originally, the plan was to rebuild an existing facility, Idrottsparken. They were going to build one concrete grandstand and then three wooden ones that would be taken down after the event, all for an estimated cost of 400,000 Swedish kroner. I have no idea what the equivalent cost would be in modern money. I did not do those calculations. The government, however, decided they wanted a permanent facility. Torben Groot, Groot, I don't know, uh, the designer of the first option, designed the permanent option as well, and it had an estimated cost of 820,000 kroner, which was like over twice the estimate cost. Of course, it went well over budget and ended up costing 1,187,880 kroner. This was paid for by the state lottery. The Stockholm Olympic Stadium is still in operation today. Until 1964, it was owned by the state, at which point the city of Stockholm bought it for a symbolic amount. The grounds are still owned by the state. Using the lottery to finance it was a bit of political wizardry because the political parties in power at the time were definitely not in favor of the Olympics. The agrarians and the social democrats were the two dominant forces in parliament. The agrarians felt that if somebody wanted to exercise, they should work in the fields, fell timber in the forest, or chop wood.
2: Okay, that's fine, but none of those things are first blood to the ground.
1: <laughs> I actually—that's my policy on exercise today.
2: <laughs> Go work in the fields.
1: If you really, if you really want to be fit, you can get out of the gym, get in the fields.
0: Yeah. The Social Democrats <laughs> thought that sports were a waste of time, better spent on necessary political and union work, like their right to vote and improving the living conditions of workers. They may
1: Aww. have a point, actually. Are they the kind of guys that call it sports ball?
0: I think so. Oh, In Sweden man. at the time, the right to vote was directly tied to a person's income, and the greater income they had, the more votes they had.
2: I thought you were going to say it was tied to their physical fitness. <laughs> so,
1: oh, I was just going to do it like it is today. Uh, oh, yeah, Got him yeah. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs>
0: It was a fairly reasonable point of view. Some of inno- the agrarians were just like, go chop wood. <laughs> the position? Go chop it.
2: wood while we're over here voting a whole bunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Some innovations of the 1912 games included the introduction of semi-automatic electrical timing devices.
2: Semi-automatic. Oh my
0: god. That's
1: cool. Oh my god, and you know they complained about it in bars afterwards. They were just like, you know, it's like ruining the integrity of the game. You changed the outcome by measuring (laughs) it. Yes!
0: They would automatically start with the starting pistols. The the electrical timing devices would start at the exact same time as the starting pistol. And were stopped manually by the timekeepers. So that's, I guess, the semi-automatic part. We got half of it. They also included photo finish cameras that would take a series of photos as the racers crossed the finish line to document who won. The decathlon was a new event with a scoring table based on a mathematical formula. The closer your performance was to an existing Olympic record, the better your score was. Hmm. The modern pentathlon was also introduced. Wait,
2: what if you beat the previous Olympic record, but you're farther away from it than the next person who was slightly below it? Are you worse off?
0: No, I think that's, it's not like uh Price is oh. right rules. It's- what yeah. if it was?
1: <laughs> Don't do better. This is the record. Think yeah. of all the paperwork
0: there will what be. What matters is
2: being closest to the record. Yes.
0: The modern. Oh. without going over. Yeah. <laughs> even I like with that. going
2: over. Like, if you just beat it by more than the distance to the next lowest one below it, like. It's questionable. I'm just saying, we need to uh, check the math. You're the guy who came in second
1: in this equation. That's. you're, like, yelling at the ref, like, but I'm closer. Right?
2: The rules clearly stated.
0: So, the modern pentathlon was also introduced, one of the <coughs> Kuberton's pet projects. He wanted a multi-sports event in keeping with modern conceptions. The events chosen for the pentathlon were shooting dueling pistols from 25 meters, swimming 300-meter freestyle, fencing epee, three hits for a match, uh, riding 500-meter 500 500 steeplechase cross-country, running 4th, Oh, riding was 5,000 meters steeplechase cross-country. Running was 4,000 meters cross-country. Uh, and I think I'd get into this later, but the, the, the big issue for this event was the question of where would the horses come from? Would the athletes bring their own, or would they be provided? Eventually, a compromise was struck. Anybody who wanted to and could... Brought their own horse, and the rest had horses provided to them by the Swedish Olympic Committee. And I think when we you talk- have the right
2: to a horse, you can't afford a horse. A horse
0: This, is a new favorite event. Uh, I, and think I think we g- horse. we have some excerpts for that, but I think we'll talk about that when we get into the actual pentathlon. Uh, the length of the
1: wait—they're riding horses in the pentathlon. Yeah, uh-huh. hell yeah! <laughs> they hadn't invented bicycles yet. <laughs>
0: Yes, they have.
1: Oh. No, that's not. he. his sounds right. His sounds more right to me. Uh,
0: the length of the games was compressed considerably from 1908, though still long by modern standards. The first events began on May 5th, 1912. The opening ceremony was on July 6th. And the closing ceremony, actually closing the games for real, was on July 27th. The bulk of the games took place between July 6th and July 15th.
2: The first events were in may and the opening ceremonies were in july yeah so i have uh, some cost cutting measures
1: that i want
0: to
2: propose <laughs> uh for no, this
1: segment. no we're really into things that go on all year there's nothing else to do
0: they still do this too like there's Wars always like a up. few events that end up happening before yeah. the actual opening ceremonies it's usually qualifiers so you could like end up in the parade of nations at the beginning and like you're no, already eliminated for competition.
2: hell yeah <laughs> uh
0: yeah there was no Olympic village. The first official one wouldn't be part of the Olympics until 1924. The athletes stayed in hotels, boarding homes, schools, and one military barracks in Stockholm. The Americans stayed on the ship they took to get there, the SS Finland, and the Russians did the same on the SS Burma. Uh, they brought the SS Finland? Yeah. The Swedish athletes... Is that a, a compliment or a slap in the face? I don't know. I don't... I think It seems kind
2: of crappy. If,
0: I think if anybody would be annoyed about it be the Russians, as they're the ones who, like, took Finland... Anyway, uh, the Swedish athletes stayed at a new building called the Allemanna BB adjacent to the Olympic Stadium. At the time, they called it Hemet or the Sports Hotel. The medals awarded to the original winners were solid gold. This was the case in 1904, 1908, and 1912. Going forward, they would be made from gold-plated silver. Uh, the team medals were gold-plated silver with three exceptions. In lawn tennis doubles, both medalists were given a solid gold medal. In the equestrian events, all members of the winning teams were given solid gold medals, including and in, the horses. Including the horses, and in yachting, the helmsman and the mate, uh, and the mate in the twelve-meter class were given solid gold medals. So, I don't know about the other classes. Did the boat get a medal? Yes. Uh, going into the opening ceremony, now I think she's just messing with us. <laughs> I, think, I think she just,
1: I think she just wanted to move on. <laughs> I don't think she was telling me they got a medal at all. I
0: don't think it happened at all. Uh, No, they they didn't give Bick McBoatface a medal. Well, he wasn't born yet, (laughs) so they wouldn't have. Going into the opening ceremony, there were the same issues with some of the competitors as before, namely Finland and Bohemia. Finland was still sort of part of Russia. Technically, it was a Grand Duchy, and Tsar Nicholas was the Grand Duke. They still had... They had full internal autonomy with their own government and parliament, and they were the ones who handled all the stuff within the borders, including being the first country in Europe to grant suffrage to women. However, Russia controlled its financial and foreign affairs, and did not want Finland to appear to have autonomy on the world stage at the Olympics. Bohemia was in a similar position with Austria. Technically, Bohemia was a kingdom, and the Austrian emperor was also the king of Bohemia. Bohemia. The Bohemians were a bit sneakier than the Finns. They were participating in a few of the events that took place before the opening ceremony, specifically in the tennis events. Eventually, somebody in Austria noticed, and they had they and Russia start preparing for the political optics of the opening ceremonies. What they and the IOC decided was that, one, Finland and Bohemia would participate as part of the Russian and Austrian teams, respectively. Two, at the opening ceremonies, they would march behind Russia and Austria, respectively. And three, Bohemia would be identified not as Bohemia, but as Austria-Czechs. So finally, the opening ceremony rolls around. A lot of pomp and circumstance with the royalty and nobility. And then the march of the athletes began. The order they entered the stadium was as follows. Belgium, Chile, Denmark, France, the United States, Greece, the Netherlands... Italy, Japan, Luxembourg, Norway, Portugal, Russia, followed by Finland, Switzerland, Serbia, Great Britain, followed by Canada, Australasia, which was Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, Germany, Austria, followed by Austria, Czechs, and Hungary, and Sweden. Now it's a tradition that Greece always enters first, but this was not the case at the time. The Finns apparently were not satisfied with the compromise and knew the Swedes would be a sympathetic crowd. So when they entered following the Russians, they delayed quite a while, and then marched with purposefully small steps. (laughs) By the time they reached the Royal Box, they were nearly 75 meters behind the Russian team. The band began to play a famous Finnish march, March of the Bjornborgers, and the crowd went bonkers. (laughs)
2: So this is the one where we really ironed out how to deal with uh, <laughs> Russian pseudo-states marching in the gymnast, ceremony.
0: Yeah, gymnast Aino Sastomoynen was the flag bearer, and beside him was a female gymnast, Siri Bjor... Buryasin, who carried the flag of the Ladies Gymnastics Club of Helsinki. But somebody noticed and grabbed the flag from her before uh, most people saw. Then there were speeches and trumpets, and according to this source... Everybody saluted the royalty the way they were supposed to, including the Americans. Despite, we did it! Yeah, despite, like, the, we don't do it anymore. And it's this whole thing about, from 1908 that we talked about.
2: We just forgot. Yeah. We forgot how to be polite. Yeah.
0: So, we're going to start with cycling.
2: We went back to saluting for this one. We forgot how to be rude?
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I think that might, I'm trying to remember when that starts up again, but I... I Not
2: until, like...
0: We'll, 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 we'll say the when The sequel,
2: Return of Sullivan.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll actually be something good and be like 1936 in Berlin, but probably not. It's going to be like Amsterdam or something. So, anyway, uh, so we're going to start with cycling, and there's that excerpt coming up. So,
2: cycling. What? Uh, not yet. I'll, the most I'll tell you. banned of sports. Yes.
0: There was only one cycling race in 1912. The Swedish Olympic Committee tried to get rid of cycling altogether. The only velodrome in Stockholm was demolished in order to build the stadium. The British protested, this left, right, and center, and insisted on at least one road race of 100 kilometers, which the Swedes insisted was impossible because their roads were too bad. Eventually, they gave in and held the race on the same course as, what is it, the Mailer Runt or Tour of Lake Malaren. The course is 196 miles, or a little over 315 kilometers. They counted the times for both an individual and a team race simultaneously. It was also the earliest start time for an Olympic event ever, as the race kicked off at 2 o'clock in the morning. So,
2: I think that the measuring of time for these singles and teams at the same time, probably aided by these new semi-automatic clocks...
0: Yeah, possibly. One must
2: imagine technology is playing a role here. Yeah. Um, Also, that's great because no one will be able to see in the middle of the night. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, uh, another odd thing about this race was that England, Scotland, and Ireland were all permitted to enter their own teams.
2: No, wait, you get to have the starting of the race be observed by everyone getting kicked out of the bars (laughs) at like 2 a.m.
0: Right, last call, get on your bikes, we're going for a 300 kilometer bike race timed for teams. Uh Uh-huh. So, England, Scotland, and Ireland were all permitted to enter their own teams. France protested the day before the race, and after a day-long deliberation that lasted well into the evening, they decided to let it stand. And this is the excerpt I want to do to read for cycling.
2: Uh, This is in regards to... Did
0: I highlight the right part? Sorry,
2: so it's uh, it's regarding a concession that has been made, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so the concession was the teams being allowed to compete. Yeah, uh,
0: England, Scotland, and Ireland all had their own teams. As separate teams. Yeah.
2: So this author uh, regretted that this concession had been made, uh, but declared at the same time, as the teams from the countries in question had come to Sweden to take part in the event, the Swedish cycling committee did not wish to prevent them from doing so, and that the Swedish cycling association intended to take responsibility for their doing so on their shoulders, should any steps be taken in the matter by the United Cyclies Internationale. Okay. So we seem to have at least three cycling associations, committees, or internationales yeah. at play here with very similar names. Yeah. What was this Game of Thrones style cycling <laughs> politics infighting, and is this why they tried to get it
0: banned? I I don't know, but it does seem like it. it I can't. Im- Balk seems like the kind of guy who has no patience for this.
2: There are way too many capitalized. Um, Groups of individuals at play in deciding this race rules.
0: So, yeah, the individual race. This guy's name is pretty great. Was run by was won by Rudolf O.K. Lewis of South Africa. O.K. was his nickname. Uh, with did it mean the same
2: thing as it
0: means now? I don't know what it meant in South Africa in 1912. No, but like that. What's
2: was, with this Lewis guy? He's Fine.
0: (laughs) Uh, With Frederick Grubb of England and Carl Schutt of the U.S. in second and third. Although nothing is known about Lewis, almost nothing is known about Lewis, which as we go through this, you will learn is a common theme with South African athletes at these Olympics. Sweden won gold in the team race, England silver, and the United States won bronze. Scotland actually came in fourth, so if they hadn't split up, it's possible Great Britain could have won gold.
2: That'll show them.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and then France didn't medal. Alright, we're going on to equestrian. The equestrian events were supposed to be included in the Olympics ever since 1896. The only time they had actually happened was in 1900 in Paris, and that wasn't exactly well organized. They were scheduled for 1908 London, but polo was the only one that ended up actually happening for unknown reasons. They finally got things together for a real equestrian competition in Sweden. There were five events, military riding, which was a three day uh, event, both individual and team, show jumping, both individual and team, and dressage. There was considerable concern that the Olympic medals would not be enough of a draw to get the best athletes to compete. Every other high-profile equestrian competition had cash prizes. The Olympics only had medals. So to make up for the gap, they went to the various kings and emperors and got them to make up some special awards.
2: A set of solid gold or gold-plated silvered horseshoes. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say steak knives.
0: Wait. <laughs> for the military to riding... To cut up the
2: horse you, you wait when they what, disappointed you well, and lost?
1: Th- what do you think happens to all the second place horses?
0: <laughs> wait to hear what they actually were. Uh, oh, God. Uh, for the military riding event, there was the German Emperor's Challenge Prize, a silver shield with the portrait of the Kaiser engraved on it. Hell
2: yeah. That sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> for dressage, there was the Emperor of Austria's prize, a silver equestrian statuette.
2: So a smaller...
0: A little horse pony who's, statue. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Than than here's the horse
1: deal. Already have. Everybody, everybody who's competing in this is a horse girl. So yeah. They're gonna love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be all. They're gonna be all about that.
0: For team show jumping, there was the King of Italy's prize, a silver gilt victory on a marble base. And for individual show jumping, there was the Count Geza Andrasi of Hungary prize, a gold statuette of a Greek goddess, and the best overall nation Which in question. Which Greek goddess
2: we have to know?
0: Uh, I just uh, I just have a Greek goddess, uh, and to the so, best to over yeah. a best overall nation equestrian, the Swedish Cavalry Prize, a statuette of a Swedish 18th century mounted rider. Hell so, yeah. another horse statue. Yeah, uh,
1: very popular <laughs> item among the horse people.
0: Only quote gentlemen riders were allowed to compete, so they- basically, <laughs> male commissioned military officers were the only ones who competed in these events. 62 riders from 10 countries participated, and they were from Belgium, Chile, Denmark, France, Germany, Great Britain, Norway, Russia, Sweden, and the United States. The Swedes performed the best, earning four gold medals, one silver and one bronze. Germany did almost as well with three silver and one bronze. France managed one of each, the only other country to earn a gold in any of these events. And Belgium and the U.S. both managed to get a bronze. The three-day military individual event actually took place over four days. There was a long-distance ride of 55 kilometers, a five-kilometer cross-country ride with natural obstacles of fences, ditches, and streams, a 3,500-meter steeple chase, a jumping competition, and a dressage competition. How would you even fit that in three days? It's a lot. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's it's a usual horse competition.
2: Length. Horses don't sleep, so it's not that hard. <laughs>
0: They're like sharks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, They just keep moving.
0: They stop moving, yeah. The most noteworthy thing that happened during this was that during the cross country portion, three riders went the wrong way and were disqualified. Oh, I thought of
1: something much worse was going to happen to them. That's, that's downright delightful for <laughs> these early the Olympics. They were like, yeah. oh, they just got lost a little oh, bit.
0: wait till we get to the marathon. Oh, <laughs> they have
1: got... How do they not... How do they keep doing these?
0: They don't know. They don't know what they're
2: doing. They're doing a bad job. <laughs> At least no one died.
0: Is that foreshadowing? Asterisk. Asterisk. (laughs) So, uh, Alex Nordlander of Sweden won the event on the horse Lady Artist.
2: That's a total horse name.
0: The military riding team- I like how they
2: brought a horse named Lady Artist to a competition that only men can compete. No ladies allowed, but this lady horse is just fine.
0: The military riding team event actually did take place over three days. All the same events as the individual, done with four-man teams- Sweden won gold, Germany silver, and the U.S. bronze. Dressage was similar to modern dressage, but they also included a number of obstacles to navigate. Uh, four had a height of between 0. 0.8 and 1.1 1. 1 meters. One had a length of 3.0 meters, and one was a rolling barrel, 0. 0.8 meters in diameter.
2: The horse had to dance while rolling a barrel I, down I the
0: barrel. Oh, yeah, barrel. they,
1: like, nose the barrel along. As far as I'm aware, that's, that's a thing. Your horse pushes a barrel around. Those dressage horses are nuts, man.
0: They did a barrel roll. (laughs) Oh my God, is this what
1: you feel like all the time? Is this what it feels like to be you? What year are
2: we releasing this podcast? Because I need to know if that meme is going to be timely.
0: Dude, um, it's fine. Everybody will know, do a barrel roll. All right, the event was swept by the Kids, ask your parents. And all six of their riders placed in the top eight. Show-jumping individual was run won by a French writer, which French didn't uh, capitalize for some reason, uh, Jean Carreau, on the horse, Mignon, for those take times.
1: It's all coming back. <laughs> it's all, I'm like, prophetic.
0: In fact, uh, German writer, I don't know why I said in fact, German writer, Rabbi Wilhelm von Crocker on Dona, won silver, and Belgian rider Emmanuel de Blomart de Soy on Clonmore won bronze, making this the only equestrian event that no Swedish riders won a medal. All right, so that was the beginning of the sentence. Why I said in fact, they did win the gold in the show jumping competition with team show jumping competition with France taking silver and Germany bronze. <clears throat> Fencing. Is one of the few sports that have had events at every single modern Olympics. However, for some reason in 1912 the rules were really controversial. Blood? First blood First to the ground. To the ground.
1: <laughs> wow, I can't believe that was controversial. They were like stab a guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about this.
0: <laughs> uh, France and Italy were the dominant fencing powers at the time. The French team withdrew all competition from all competitions in protests of the rules, and Italy withdrew from the Epe events.
1: That's that's such a France move.
0: The surviving... yeah. They were they just didn't like, like the rules, so like they no, bye. They, they took their swords and went home. Uh, the surviving records for this competition are incomplete.
2: You say the surviving swords?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the surviving records are. Uh, they
2: will be missed.
0: Incomplete, to say the least. There's something called an official report about them, but they list every country and athlete that entered and don't mention whether or not they actually competed. Well, uh, they're gonna
2: say whether they survived.
0: Nobody died in fencing.
2: I like how that was scoped to the fencing.
0: I foreshadowing. I'm growing <laughs>
1: concerned. You keep saying the word foreshadowing. I don't think you know how foreshadowing works. I you don't just yell foreshadowing at us.
0: Literature. You don't just
1: yell foreshadowing at us.
0: She's a published author, she so might know how foreshadowing works. You can't just yell foreshadowing at me. I, I can yell whatever literary term. Syne- <laughs> synecdoche.
1: Is that what you get the degree for? Yes. And Then you can, and then you can do whatever you want. Illusions. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> you don't respect my illusions. <laughs> it's with an A. All right. Anyway. Are you okay, Frank? I think
0: we broke Frank. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine.
1: We broke Frank. One, right. one too many literary terms. Uh
0: anyway, um they don't mention whether or not they actually competed, along with other significant errors or omissions. The British sporting newspaper The Field has the most reliable records of what happened here, and that's what mallon and woodland used to build most of their information what
1: happened here
0: (laughs) yeah bill mallon uh again we've been using his series of books for this let like the 19 the the early olympics series and he wrote another one about 1912 with uh another uh historian named woodland uh they co-wrote it so that was a major source for this uh we'll
2: put it in the show notes yeah Do i have have
0: show notes i have a bibliography i haven't published okay. anywhere but I, I have been keeping a bibliography so. someday we'll, we'll put
2: show notes on the instagram
0: yeah yeah on the instagram we'll put it on snapchat all right the italians won what gold snapchat? <laughs> I don't know. we'll put it on insta story uh we'll put it on vine well oh, the- i know what that is
2: Vine is dead r.i.p vine
0: that's the joke Thanks, Right, a real one <laughs> like,
2: Vine. Pour one out for vine God the, God it- don't
0: pour beer on my floor. <laughs> it's <laughs> for wine! <laughs> the Italians won gold and silver and foil because of the French boycott, which was apparently because they thought the touch surfaces should include the upper arm, but the Olympic Committee didn't agree.
2: I mean, I'm inclined to agree with the French, as much as that makes me feel really weird to say.
1: This <laughs> uh, the first time that
2: like, has ever been said. Getting stabbed in the arm seems like you lose yeah. at sword fighting.
0: Well, we, I mean, we went over this in, like, one of the earlier episodes, all the various, like, shades of differences between these, uh... Yeah,
2: your arm can bleed, so first blood to the ground rules are in effect.
1: Well, it's got further to go, though, than
2: the It's not the ideal strategy, but it should still be valid. Can you imagine
0: trying to cut somebody's arm, or leg, off with a foil? That would take a long time. (laughs) Not if you poke them, just...
1: Just right. It's like a it's like a Jenga tower. You just hit the right (laughs) one. You just knock the right one of those bones out of there, and the whole thing comes collapsing down. That's how the human leg works.
0: That is not that is not at all. All uh, (laughs) The Italians boycotted EPE because they wanted the blade lengthened to ninety four centimeters, and that proposal was also also rejected. With them and the French skipping, it was wide open for anyone else to take. Paul Anspach of Belgium took gold. Ivan Ossier of Denmark silver and Philippe Lehardé de Bel Be- of Belgium took bronze. You got the it. Bronze. You got there. It's close. Don't write me about my pronunciation. It's bad. Team it's e- funny. <laughs> I took German in high school, and the Germans <laughs> don't win anything. Team F. A. also <laughs> won by the Belgians, with Great Britain winning silver and the Netherlands bronze. As we discussed and as we discussed last time, this was still the early stages of Hungary's decades of total dominance of Sabre. They, like, won, oh, they won every, every Sabre
2: event in the world um, for 30 years.
0: 50 years. This was. It 50 went years. until, like, the 60s yeah. they were doing this. Uh, they swept the individual competition and won gold in the team competition, with Austria taking silver and the Netherlands bronze. Gymnastics was a mess. <laughs> there were three schools of gymnastics that thought at the time none the clear dominant international style the swedish uh, the swedish ling style the bohemian sokol style and the german turnin or european school rather than just pick one style and go with it the organizers at stockholm attempted a compromise this is insane.
2: Like, like you get to just pick your own style?
0: No, wait till you hear Did the Did they invent a
2: fourth style to replace all the other styles like we do with networking protocols every couple of years?
0: No. Ooh. No, it's, this is, this is insane. Okay, I remember, like, trying to write down and, like, just imagine what is happening here. Uh,
2: <laughs> is it first blood to the ground? Is that the compromise?
0: There was the European-German team competition, the Swedish team competition, and the free system team competition. There was also a combined individual all-around competition. The individual competition was also quite controversial. The Swedes and the Norwegians in particular hated it, as it went against their notion of what gymnastics competitions were all about. So they just didn't compete in the individual all-around at all. There also were no Germans competing, though I couldn't find an explanation as to why. I don't know. If really, remember they boycotted for a while because winning wasn't German or something like that. That's
1: the most, that comp- like, that's that's the most the the German thing I've the ever of. heard of.
0: Yeah, that, that wore off real fast. It was no, it was like competition wasn't German. Yeah. something. Was like each team that was actually car- participating could enter a maximum of six athletes in the individual all around. The events were horizontal bar parallel bars, rings, and pommel horse. These are all things we still have. Yeah,
2: these all make sense. Everything yeah. seems fine. Yeah, were, I
0: don't... This is the part that makes sense. When we get getting the team stuff? It's when it gets okay. the,
2: the
0: event, Okay, there were three judges for each event, and they could award a score of 0 to 12 for a maximum score of 36 on each individual event and a maximum score overall of 144. With no Germans, Swedes, or Norwegians competing, the competition was really between the French and the Italians. Oh, this guy's cool. Uh... Alberto Braglia had won the gold in All-Around in 1908 in London. After the Olympics, he began a career as a circus performer on the flying trapeze. He fell in 1910, suffering serious injuries.
1: That his son Dick Grayson serious, was. I'm sorry. I'm serious serious just
2: non-fatal injuries. No, bring it back. The baton references can stay.
0: But by 1912, he had recovered to not only compete in the Olympics but defended his title to win a second gold medal in the individual all round with a score of 135 out of 144.
1: Uh, that is a comeback <laughs> from
0: falling off the trapeze. He's like no. Uh, B. Louis Segura of France won silver, and Adolfo Tunisi of Italy won bronze. Okay, so team combined all around events were kind of nuts. Each nation could enter one team. The team could consist of 16 to 40 athletes performing simultaneously.
2: The team of 40 is going to curb some the team of 16. <laughs> I've got questions. That seems got, like a difference.
0: They had an hour on the floor. Uh, including march in and march out, so there's only one team on the floor. At the I time. mean,
1: if you're gonna have 40 people, <laughs> it's gonna take you a lot longer to march in and march right. out. So, That's but, a but you can guess. trade off strategy. Yeah.
0: For the Swedish system competition, the apparatuses on the floor were four balance beams, eight beam saddles, 20 wall bars, twenty five gold, <laughs> and oh,
1: 24 how dare you.
0: climbing ropes. Two wooden horses and three box horses. The team could choose to use any combination of equipment. So you could have 24 guys climbing ropes. Do
2: it. Do like a... (laughs) That's amazing! Do like a synchronized climbing routine.
0: The five judges evaluated 11 components. Entry exercises, when you all march in together. Flexion movements. Heaving exercises. Marching and running. Lateral trunk movements. Vaulting exercises. Closing exercises. And uniformity and precision.
2: Hmm.
0: Each Uh component had a maximum score of 15, which was then multiplied by whatever weight that particular component was given. For example, the opening exercise score was a multiplier of 5. Heaving exercise is 7. Uniformity and precision, 8, etc. The maximum possible score per component was 1,035 points. An average of the scores were taken to determine the final score. I'm just... Like, how do you even keep track of? Yeah, the that's stuff? a lot like, that's going
2: on there. Putting aside the fact that you're describing a system of rules more complicated than most shonen fighting <laughs> tournaments end up having, like, you're gonna have more athletes than judges. So by the pigeonhole principle, some of your dudes are not getting looked at during the competition. Oh, for sure. That's the that's that's the plan. Just don't put if. Don't
1: put forty we're, guys on. The we're floor. gonna throw forty guys out there. We're gonna give them the old razzle dazzle. They're all gonna climb up some ropes.
2: <laughs> Maybe they won't notice our shittiest dudes are not doing very well. Yeah.
1: Ropes? I don't know. Maybe they won't notice we are. We none of us have practiced ever before. This is our first time doing this. But if you wanted to sneak into the Olympics, this is your <laughs> chance.
0: <laughs> just like slide in there uh-huh. and just walk. With like one, there's like There's one thing. judge
1: whose job is to count all the guys. They've got forty one. Who's that?
0: They only registered 22. There's 23 guys on the floor. (laughs) Twenty three. Sweden won gold with an average score of (laughs) 936.46. I don't... 937.46. Denmark silver. Who can really say? 898.84 and Norway bronze with 857.21. The European system had the same team sizes and time limits. The big differences were in the equipment and the scoring. They had four horizontal bars, four parallel bars, four pommel horses, and four Roman rings. And a
2: partridge in a pear tree.
0: Each team had to provide their own hand apparatus for the freestanding exercise. So oh, they had to bring course. their own dancing ribbons. Uh, or whatever they were using. I have no idea. Swords. <laughs> No, nothing that cool. Fire eating. Uh, there were five judges for each event. Maximum points on each apparatus was twelve, and maximum points for the free standing exercises twelve, and free exercises ten. The maximum points overall was fifty eight. Sure, why not? This
2: doesn't seem different enough, aside from the multiplier, to justify being a separate event.
0: The scores were then averaged to find the team's score. This particular event would only be held twice at the Olympics 1912 and 1920 the deutsche Turn- turnerschaft the german olympic so- the german gymnastic association was the world's foremost gymnastics association and did not send a team instead the german national team was just a university team from leipzig They came in fifth out of five teams. Instead, Italy was the dominant team, winning gold in this event with an almost 20% margin over Hungary, who won silver. Great Britain won bronze, and Luxembourg came in fourth. The free system combined all-round team event, included all the apparatuses from the Swedish system competition and the European system competition, and
2: they were on fire. It,
0: the size of the teams and the time they had on the floor was the same. They were judged by five judges with a maximum score of 25 for the entire program.
2: I don't remember if that's more or less complicated.
0: It's just like, they just watch you for an hour and then like, 16. Eh, like, <laughs>
1: there are, Yeah, that felt like a 16.
0: <laughs> These scores were then averaged. I guess for, like, each individual person on the floor, but there were only five judges and you had, like, 40 guys on the floor.
2: 16, 15, 20, 16, 17... It's an average uh, of, like, 17 and 18, 18, 18, 18, just flat 18s <laughs> across the board. Make the math easier at the uh, end.
0: Sweden and Italy did not compete in this event. Norway won gold, Finland silver, and Denmark bronze. In addition to the medal events, there were also various exhibitions from July 6th through 11th featuring both men and women gymnasts. And I think we're gonna we're gonna do pentathlon and then we're gonna call it for this episode.
2: Now is this modern pentathlon? This the first is, of its name?
0: This is the first of its name and we have a lot of excerpts about pentathlon and one of my favorite little factoids from these Olympics. And no one died. And no one died in the pentathlon. Alright. So Wow, you <laughs> keep being real
1: specific about that.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> We'll get to you it. don't
1: have to say it. It's okay. Well, wait.
0: So, so yeah, find the mountain pentathlon sheets. I'm gonna get the cycling one out of here, and then uh, there's like a few things because then there's also Miss Helen Priest, which ha- who has a lot of stuff about her, and then the back and forth about her. So there's Sarah. We're, we're gonna
2: small bore rifle.
0: Yeah. So we're just All gonna right. go back and forth for a while. Um... Let me see. Oh wait, is that that's shooting, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the we're best gonna get, sport. We're gonna get this uh, out of here because we're gonna get to that next time. That's oh. part of the pentathlon, right? No, it's a no. This is for shooting. In there? Wait, what's the?
2: They're pentathlon? shooting
0: in the pentathlon, but it's right. also shooting as its own event, and that's what that is talking about.
2: Oh, oh, oh. So
0: yeah, Baron de Coubertin had wanted a modern pentathlon since the first Olympics. He was inspired by the ancient Greeks. Aristotle had said the most perfect sportsmen therefore are the pentathletes because in their bodies strength and speed are combined in per- beautiful harmony. The ancient Greek pentathlon consisted of long jump, discus and javelin throwing, a 200-meter sprint and wrestling. It wasn't do, until do, do, do. Yeah, It wasn't until 1911 that the IOC finally accepted the idea. So we're going to have Decubittin talking about that there this is the excerpt. Yeah. Yeah. If you-
1: um, I had already submitted the idea to the IOC on two previous occasions. and My proposal had always been greeted with a lack of understanding and almost hostility. I had not insisted. This time, however, the grace of the holy sporting ghost enlightened my colleagues, and they accepted an event to which I attached great importance, a veritable consecration of the complete athlete. The modern pentathlon was to comprise a foot race, a horse race, a swimming race, a fencing match, and finally, a shooting contest, which I would prefer to have had replaced by a rowing race. Race, but this would have added greatly to the difficulties of the organization, which was already quite complicated enough.
0: So, one major issue was the inclusion of the equestrian event in the pentathlon, and how the athletes were supposed to get horses. I think
2: the horse should have to compete in every other event along with the person. Yeah. The I, horse should swim, shoot, <laughs> sword fight, I like, whatever
1: else. I really like the idea that they get to the end of the sword fight, and then they just like pull out a gun. <laughs>
2: It's horrifying. <laughs> I love so, it. So,
0: yeah. So, there's the the next thing where they're talking about the horse issue.
2: Ah, uh, yes. The matter of the horses to be used started a heated discussion. Bulk had reported that the organizers could not provide horses to the competitors, and Tegupertine got very upset. The competition was his baby, and told Balk that he and his friends had badly misunderstood his intentions. As not all competitors could bring their own horses, the only solution was that the organizers must supply all with horses, and that a draw was to be made for the horses. Balk was not happy, but promised to provide the horses.
0: The events of the 1912 pentathlon were rapid-fire pistol shooting, epee fencing, a 300-meter swimming race, a cross-country steeplechase equestrian event, and a 4,000-meter cross-country run. It was based more on military pentathlons than anything else. The inspiration was described by the Union Internationale de Pathelon Modern, a biathlon, as such. And this is this top bit right here, if you want to read why they picked those particular events.
1: The choice of the five diverse and unrelated sports which make up the modern pentathlon arose out of the romantic rough adventures of a liaison officer whose horse is brought down in enemy territory. Having defended himself with his pistol and sword, he swims across a raging river
2: and delivers the message on foot. <laughs> Sexy. So, we, so in the way that the marathon is based on someone running back to report a battle, the pentathlon is just this one dude's like... Pulp Adventure Story? Yes. He definitely read, like, too many
1: romance novels. It was like,
2: yes.
0: Yeah. Again, remember, this is pre-World War I. So, like, the idea is... War, of war like, is
1: very romanticized. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: Hadn't <laughs> had a real bad one yet.
0: Yeah. Or at least not in since Napoleon, which was, like, 100 sure. years ago. Sure. Um, So, most of the compet- competitors were military officers. Twelve of the 32 also competed in other sports in the 1912 Olympics. The oldest participant was 53-year-old Karl Powen of Germany, who withdrew after the first event, which was the pistol event. The Swedes specifically trained athletes for this event, and it paid off. They swept the medals and and the the actually the first four places. The top non-Swedish finisher was an American, Lieutenant George S. Patton.
2: That name sounds vaguely familiar. He was. I think there was a movie about him.
0: Yeah. Why are you like this? <laughs> But this was when he was a lieutenant, not a general. So uh, so then we have Miss Priest. There was no women's pentathlon until 2000 in Sydney. But there was one woman who tried to compete in 1912, Miss Helen Priest of Great Britain.
2: Uh, yes, the London uh, Times here, yes. July 6th. Yes. Uh, English women are expecting Miss Helen Priest, a 15-year-old horsewoman, to accomplish great things at the Olympic Games at Stockholm this month. Miss Priest, who will be the only female representative at the Games, has won fame here as an expert horsewoman and athlete generally, and her abilities are not unknown in the United States. At New York in November last, at the Madison Square Garden Horse Show, Miss Priest won outright the $1,000 Gold Cup, open to the world for riding, in addition to many other blues. I'm going to infer that blues is some kind of horse event. I, I
1: guess.
2: Uh, I have entered for several contests there, she said, and my particular ambition is to carry off the first prize in the great competition. That is a stiff proposition. I admit, since it includes five different events, a cross-country ride of 4,000 meters, about two and a half miles, riding over a course of 5,000 meters, swimming 300 meters, fencing and shooting with a revolver at a target 25 meters distant. A formidable list, you will agree, and all have to be won but father and friends, under whose guidance I am now undergoing quite an arduous course of training, seem to have every confidence in me and, of course, I myself am enthusiastic. I have obtained special leave of absence from my school at Hertfordshire, because She's 15! (laughs) And my day's work now commences as early as 5 o'clock in the morning and only ends with bedtime at 8 o'clock. A varied program is mapped out for me each day, but it always includes riding, shooting, swimming, running, and walking practice, And today, I have been put on a special diet also so that I should be absolutely fit for the metathlon on July 11th. The one thing that worries me is the fact that I shall be the only woman competing in this particular contest. It may make me nervous. Referring to her New York visit, Miss Priest said, I had a great time out there. Everybody was so good to me and I made many friends. The American women are fine riders and their sportsmanship is great. They seem to take a far greater active interest in sports generally than do the women in England.
0: So... This led to Air Bud style shenanigans with the IOC trying to figure out if she could actually enter.
2: Nothing in the rules says that a woman can't play the pentathlon.
0: But then we have these back and forth.
2: I do happening. notice that her training did not include sword fencing.
0: I maybe she didn't need it.
2: Maybe she's just that good.
0: So these are these are them trying to figure out if they're even if they even can have women competing
1: we have had an application from a lady to be allowed to enter for the modern pentathlon in the olympic games of stockholm i presume from your telegram of march 22nd stating that the horse riding competitions are only open to gentlemen riders that the modern pentathlon is not open to ladies i do not however feel authorized to decide this question absolutely and therefore beg to refer it to you for a definite decision Ladies can't go to war and fall off their horse in a manly, brusque fashion, and then climb back on. I've
2: definitely to shoot read a all man. adventure novels that disagree. And, <laughs> and yeah,
1: and well, I I'm think, just saying. I think
0: the next one point. is de Coubertin, and we know that from before that he never wanted women to compete at all.
2: Uh, so we get this reply: the other day, an application came signed by two neo-Amazon who wanted to compete in the modern pentathlon and the Swedish committee. Who was let free to decide in the absence of fixed legislation refused that application. Neo Amazon.
0: That's what he said about her. I feel like I feel like that was a slur. Was that meant to be? I mean, it's an a, insult. I think Cause cause he's, he's trying, trying to insult her. Kind but of awesome. I would be a neo Amazon. That sounds really cool, but I think he's I think trying he to would be cons- insult. Him. I
2: think he would consider us to be. Yeah. Does he not know that Amazons were like really good at archery and shooting and but riding. But that's not and-
0: what ladies do. Yeah.
2: Those yeah, ah. the, 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 it's not that they were
1: bad at archery, well, have, it's just that it's not ladylike to do it.
2: I have bad news for de DeCupertine, a uh, 15 year old teenager with a gun is coming for him.
0: <laughs> oh wait, no, um, no, what's that? It was yeah, the, that's what he wrote in the Review Olympique.
2: In response to the application being received and denied.
0: And, well, no, and then he, he also wrote to Hellstrom himself, if you want to keep reading, it, because it's, well, because it's still DeCupertine. The color, the color changed. I know the color changed, but I wasn't, I was like running back and forth. So that's still de Kupitin. That's his personal letter that he wrote about it to Hellstrom.
2: Uh, yes, Neo Amazon possible slur is what he puts in the public record. His yes. personal letter's down here. Oh, dear God. Yeah. As to the modern pentathlon, I am personally opposed to the admittance of ladies as competitors in the Olympic Games. But as they are this time admitted as tennis players, swimmers, etc., I do not see on what ground we should stand to refuse them in the pentathlon. However, I repeat that I greatly regret the fact. Therefore, I leave to you to decide if you refuse the admission of engagement. I shall agree with you.
0: So, ultimately, Miss Priest did not compete. Though it remains unclear if this was because she was forbidden or withdrew for other reasons, like these old men being total jerks to her.
2: I mean, at a certain point, you don't need to go halfway around the world.
0: Yeah, for to, get to be yelled at <laughs> by old men, you could just do that at home. So yeah, and I think that's where we're gonna wrap for tonight, um, and then we'll we got that,
2: we got through
0: the first half. We yet. got
2: through it, and no one died
0: yet. <laughs> 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 Why
1: do I feel like you killed them? <laughs> This is how we find out Bridget's a murderer.
0: <laughs> it would turn, suddenly turns this into a our true new crime. Content. It's all
1: been oh my
2: god.
0: So okay. Uh.
2: <laughs> do we have do we have an outro? If we're at an, an I think the outro episode? is Bridget's a murderer. Yeah, like I sure don't feel safe. I will post the evidence on Instagram.
0: I have like an outro written up, but it, it's about 1904. <laughs> It says we'll pick up with the track and field events from the 1904 St. Louis Olympics. No, we'll pick up. We'll start again with rowing is where we're going to pick up next time. Uh, And uh, including the infamous marathon, that's still true. Uh,
2: (laughs) Though not as... Wits Olympics don't... I feel like this one should be more infamous, if anything. Wink, wink. uh,
0: No, because it's not... Quite as badly run. Anyway, it can't, it can't uh, possibly have been. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us and find us on Twitter at Olympic Size Cast or email us at OlympicSizePodcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback. And we will get back soon with the rest of 1912.